Hey, Juventini, welcome back to the All Juve Cast channel where it's all Juve all the time. All right, we've got uh, a victory to recap. All right, and uh, yeah, it had to be a win. Better have been a win, and luckily it was. Uh, 2 0 Juve against Udinese. And um, the guys, uh, yeah, I'm sure we're going to um, touch on all our personal thoughts. Obviously, uh, again, leaving a lot to be desired in terms of gameplay, but hey, win's a win. We take the three points and we move. Breaking this one down, we got Lucci and Tony. Tony joining us, making his debut. But you guys are thinking, why did we bring on Tony and who is Tony? Well, let's show you who Tony is, okay, and how he made his way on here because this guy, man, he will get you hyped up, okay? Uh, so you got to get to this guy on Twitter. His handle's there, and it's just awesome. Um, let's get to... Uh, so Tony's little uh, highlight reel here. We've got uh, a couple of vids here. But what I saw yesterday, maybe, maybe a glimpse of hope that he's changed. Listen, you guys are taking this out of like context. You can't always put the score line. We could have scored 16 goals yesterday. It's the fact that we're moving the ball differently. Okay, Bentoncourt looked alive yesterday. Maybe 4-3-3 three, three is what we have to do. Maybe we have to play certain players in their positions. Maybe Allegri finally fucking woke up. <laughs> he doesn't wake up, and he goes back to 4-4-2 four, four, with the stupid shit he's been doing. Then I'll agree with you guys. Allegri's just not in. But what I saw yesterday, maybe, maybe a glimpse of hope that he's changed. Listen, you guys And then take- we get uh, the victory. And uh, this is probably going to be one of my favorites. And, uh, yeah, we'll get to this one right right here. What did I tell you, boys? First place. Let's go. <laughs> what did I tell you, boys? First place. Let's go. Put that on. I love that. I absolutely love that. Place. So Let's good. Go. So good. So, Tony. Tony gets in here. And uh, we're good to go. And, uh, man, we're happy to have you on here joining us. Uh, we got everybody rolling in here now. Bon Domenica, ciao tutti. Hanin, Bob's always in here. Death clutch. Death clutch. <laughs> That's and, pretty uh, Cliff, of course, making his way in. So, Tony, we got a little uh, tradition around here when people make their uh, debut. We love hearing how they became Juventini. So oh, God. <laughs> take the time and let's hear the story of yeah. why for you it's Juventus. All right. So this is going to come off really crazy to you guys, but my parents are both uh, born in Naples, Italy. And when they came over to America, um, you know, I remember watching Serie A with my dad. And I kept asking him, why aren't we watching Napoli? Why isn't Napoli on TV? And he kept telling me, well, they're in Serie B. They're in Serie B. And I'm like, well, I don't want to watch that team then. Okay. So all of a sudden he puts on this team and I just see, I just see a guy score and the tongue came out and I'm like, wow, this guy's pretty cool. I'm like, who the hell is that? And he's like, oh, he's the Del Piero. Ando, Del Piero. I'm like, so is he a good player? He's like, hey, you don't, you aren't born. I was like, all right. So I kept watching. I kept, I'm like, holy shit. They got this guy with this blonde hair next to him. They got this guy here. I'm like, this team is sick, dude. Yeah. And then, you know, I got my first jersey from uh, my grandpa. He he gave me a, a Del Piero jersey from the 2005 kits, the beautiful Sony ones. And, you know, that kind of stuck with me. And, and, man, I couldn't stop watching them after that. It's just from there, I just – we went downhill, uphill. I don't care. Wherever we are, I'm UA. So 
That's beautiful, man. It's a great that's story. That's awesome. And it kind of, I love the here. fact that they're Napoli fans and I'm a UA fan. That just makes it 10 times better. Yeah. And we're, uh, that, that is awesome, actually. And we know, uh, <laughs> some, uh, Napoli fans to make comments about UA fans where they come from. So that story especially makes it that much mm-hmm. sweeter. Um, so you guys made the right choice, by the way. Absolutely. <laughs> 150%. Uh, we're happy to have you here. We've got uh, a match to cover. It's uh, Juve Udinese. We will get to uh, the lineups going into it and whatnot. And again, still, we knew we'd get a bit of rotation. And um, guys played a lot of minutes. Maybe we were a little bit surprised to see McKenney start, but I kind of wasn't. But uh, he did play the full Supercopa match. That obviously went 120 going into kicks and everything. But uh, the lineup... Pretty much, I think, what uh, everyone was expected on the projections there. It ended up being ex- exactly what Allegri's last one in training was, which was uh, tech and goal, Quadrado, Delict, Rugani, Pellegrini, McKenny, Artur, Bentancourt, and Kulashevsky with Dybala and Keane. Um, any thoughts you guys wanted to touch on on the lineup going into this Udinese match? For me, I, uh, I was fine with it. I, I said I'd like to see it at least play out in a 4-3-3. Um, Kulishevsky on wing, one wing, but uh, Dybala on whatever wing we were going to really push with a fullback. So if we were going to be predominant at a Quadrado side, put Dybala off that side so he could slide centrally. Um, we didn't end up really seeing that at all. We'll get to that. But uh, my biggest thing was my eyes are on Kulishevsky. And in the absence of Chiesa, I am going to continue to look for this kid to push himself and bring much more to the team. Um, and again, we'll get to the player performances side of everything, but I was happy with the lineup. I was fine with it. Happy to see Pellegrini in. And I think a lot yeah. of us were. Um, let's get to uh, your guys' thoughts on the lineup. Uh, Tony, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, man. I mean, listen, the lineup is going to keep changing with the injuries and I, I I can't say I didn't like the lineup yesterday. I'm still not a fan of Bentoncourt. Yeah, he had a good game yesterday, but I just I would rather see Arthur start over him in that spot. And I love McKinney. I think he's an absolute savage the way he's playing. Um, listen, the rotation's going to be there. We got a lot of games coming up, so the lineup for me was fine yesterday. Pellegrini starting over Sandro. We love that. And then Dishiu coming in at the end was awesome. I mean, the guy gives us that defensive fact and and he can come up as well so i was happy yesterday man it was a great game yeah there you go lucci your thoughts yeah. on that lineup yeah i think that was a pretty straightforward uh, for what we were expecting with the injuries and whatever um yeah i i'm with you on on that tony benton i don't know some people thought he had a good game i wasn't too sold on him he, he was okay he was okay at best he had a strong first half i'll put it that way yeah. his first half was really strong he broke up almost everything Udinese right. tried um, that was coming his direction. But you also um, need him to make a five foot pass too. That would dude, certainly help. So many mistakes mm, when he gets yeah. the ball. Yeah, but that's why I think it was more highlighted in the second half and why he got a drop off. Because in the first half, he was doing exactly what we needed: win the right. ball, get it over to somebody's feet quick, Paulo's or whatever, and just be done with it. Um, in the second half, yeah, it got uh, a little bit more frustrating there, but. Yeah, we'll we'll touch on all that. So great, we got the lineups. Let's get to the highlight reel. Okay, again, not a big one in this one, but uh, we got some stuff to talk about. 
And uh, it highlights kind of where some of the frustrations come from Juventini in terms of uh, the gameplay and whatnot. But this match, oh man, classic, classic Max. Classic Max. So kick it off and uh, Artur settles it uh, in the center of the pitch here. And uh, he kind of twisted and turned his way from the defender finds uh Keen who actually slots it over. Dabala does very, very well, traps it and uh smacks it home there. Nice, nice one-nil lead. And Paulo starts looking for his friends. If this is how you look for a friend, how is he gonna look at his enemies? This Good is crazy. Lord. So I'm not buying that one bit. We're gonna definitely touch on Paulo Dybala. But nice goal. And mm-hmm. I think what I like the most out of this one was um, the link up and using Keen, right? And just, and him being quick about it. Because yeah. right now, outside of Morata, and even Morata struggles at times with the guys on his back, but um, guys like Kulishevsky and Keen, they struggle when a player is on their back. And that was evident Ooh. in this match. It was highlighted very, very much. And just not uh, making the decisions quick enough and it's got to be much much better and much more improved because again it's Udinese and a depleted Udinese that had a lot of injuries and whatnot they've got to be able to uh carve this team up and take it to them this was the way we should have been playing trying to break these guys down because you knew they were going to park it the fact that they were depleted right Mm -hmm. um settling for crosses and whatnot when really your only aerial threat is Weston McKinney is kind of, I don't know, not the best strategy in my opinion. So I like the way we uh, linked up on this goal, and I thought we should have been doing it a lot more. Um, we get carried on here, and uh, Rugani here, this is the one part about his game, while he has been well, like he has been doing well in his minutes and whatnot, and I don't know if it's because now Delict is next to him or whatnot, is kind of like strange, but he had so many times he started reverting back to what used to drive me crazy about him. And that was allowing so much space and backing off defenders and whatnot. The second the guy gets the ball, Rugani, instead of being right on his back, not allowing him to turn, he drops off and just allows him enough space to turn and come out wider because of this player here that mm-hmm. made that run, which I believe is De La Feo. Yeah. But Delict is right there, and there's if Rugani doesn't have the awareness or the presence of mind to know that Delict's back there, or either Delict didn't communicate it, that has to be a hell of a lot better moving forward, um, because you just can't do it and give these guys opportunities. Luckily, this guy sends in a very non-threatening shot that Tech easily gobbles up, but it's the amount of space we allowed at the top of the area that was frustrating me. The fact that it was Udinese, you know what I mean? You can't do that against the good teams they'll punish you you know what i mean so that was one of the things in this one i didn't really like seeing was how much space was being given but for the most part rugani i was actually fine with i have been fine with in his uh, appearances here um did you guys notice that that drop off in the defensive phase and how much time and space we were giving guys even allowing crosses i was pissed at that we didn't have higher pressure on them defensively um what did you guys think yeah, I, I think that especially Rugani, we've seen this before. Like you mentioned, Al, but he was—he's always been that type of defender to kind of back up and leave too much space to allow the guy to come towards him, which is probably not the ideal situation you want to put yourself in. Yeah. Um, but again, he's—he's he's played better than I expected, so I can't really bash on him too much. 
Yeah. Um, going yeah, back no. to the sorry, Tony. Going back no, to no, goal, ahead, I was I was kind of disappointed. We didn't see more of that um, mm. type of attacking from this team, especially like you said, like you got to take it to Udinese. You can't just really you know sit back and expect to put in you know thirty crosses and and score like that. But yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Tony. No, I just it's like the Allegri tactic of just open, letting them come into our you know, box and allowing them to drop in. I'm just not a fan of that anymore. We don't have that. We don't have that Bonucci, Chiellini, Barzagli to, to sit there and absorb everything. I mean, when you have a player like Rugani and then Delit next to him, I would rather Rugani press and let Delit sit a little bit. And yeah. it's just, they're both sitting mm-hmm. and you're expecting our center mids to take on those guys. And they're not good enough to do that. You know, it's, I don't yeah. like it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got to be – there just has to be more pressure there. Um, this is yeah. a team we should have controlled uh, the entire match straight through. Exactly. Um, regardless of what tempo and pace we played with, still should have controlled it and just allowed them to do uh, far too much. And for the most part, after Dybala's goal, I mean, we'll get into this on the highlight reel, it's 1-0 for way too long. And they've you mm-hmm. can't let teams just stick around like that. One mistake – that ends up in the back of the net. And now all of a sudden you've got a extreme adverse scenario that you have to get yourself out of. And I just, I, I don't like that, especially with the fact that we're just not banging in goals. Right. So yeah, yeah just one of the little things noticed on this little play that was consistent throughout that first half here, you have Benton breaking up a beautiful uh, yeah. Just breaking it up beautifully leading the rush here. But again, it seemed like, he, he finds Dybala there. Dybala had to stop for the pass, first off. Uh, but he finds Dybala there. And then it just seemed like these guys didn't really know where to go. There was no other options. He just kind of shot. Like, they both just go straight to the area. Nobody, but, like, going out wide or giving it. Like, there was nothing to really work with. That's what frustrates and, me with Keane, though. Yeah. Like, he should have better awareness than that. Well, yeah, and it's just yeah, uh, I, agree. I, I I couldn't understand. I'm watching this whole, whole thing develop, and I'm like, man, they're they're running, taking defenders away. So it's just Paulo, maybe just hoping that he takes the guy on and beats him or whatnot. But yeah, he had uh, no options mm-hmm. whatsoever. But Al, um, he's got to get that shot on target. If he gets that on target, then our guys are there. But it's like that's the yeah. problem. We can't get a shot on target, and then our rebounds never there. Yeah, Ooh. this one just you sails. Know? right over the net. Um, and I think we've pretty much finished the uh, half kind of there. Yeah. And uh, now we get to the second half. Quadrado whips one. Solid one in there. The keeper had a hell of a time getting to it, but he gets to it uh, short side there. Here, you have once Locatelli enters and you start to see just the difference. Yeah. The difference that none of the other midfielders have. Here's a one-touch pass, okay? Pass comes in from the flank from Quad. One-touch pass pass splitting these uh mids McKenney touches it into Dybala Dybala back to McKenney McKenney lays it off and I thought this for sure would have been a beautiful goal and Dybala just puts it wide there uh but that's the kind of sequences you get and this is why you absolutely in my opinion have to allow Artur and Locatelli to play because Locatelli Mm -hmm. has to be out there but he can't be deep lying he needs to have some freedom to push higher up and he'll give you, he's the only midfielder that even attempts one touch passing and can actually pull it off. Yeah. And that difference of taking that touch and holding it 
that difference in timing allows defenders to get in position and he just doesn't allow them to do that. He's the only one with that ability. We have to get him out there quicker. Um, great sequence though, but man, that deserved to be in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. Would have really helped my prediction too. I had Dybala with two and McKenney with one. I was going three nil. Then we get Dybala again. Spreading it out, DeShilio ends up coming in for Pellegrini. So Pellegrini had uh, not his best showing, but not his worst showing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, uh, so so DeShilio comes in, and my God, he's ready to take that uh, flank on every chance he got. And, uh, man, he was whipping in. He had about four money crosses before this one. And Dybala, again, just the vision, knowing where the ball needs to go, where it needs to be. Finds DeShilio. DeShilio puts it on a platter for Big Mac. And Big Mac puts her home. 2-0. Job done. Let's get the hell out of here. Okay? 2-0. Victory. Juve against Udinese. And now we can break it down with our brief little summaries here. For me, simple. This is classic Max Allegri. Classic Max Allegri match. Um we went through several formations in this as he was making substitutions. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, Max is not going to have any issues with this. We all are because it should be a team where uh, we should be comfortably finding goals and we have to get that confidence up. We have to get that sense of belief that we can start scoring multiple in any game against any uh, opponent. So for me, the job's done. There's a lot of work still to be done. And again, the guys that I'm waiting for to, you know, make that difference in Kiesa's uh, absence now, I'm still not seeing it. Mm-hmm. I'm still not seeing it. And uh, these fringe players need to pick it up. Keane, Kuliszewski, it needs to be more. Against a depleted Udinese, if you can't impress, that's not setting the tone for where we need you guys to be at, right? That's my only knock on this match. Other than that, very, very business-like, but I want to see Max get this team playing with more pressure, more pressure from the back, winning the ball back quicker, controlling matches. I want to see him play Artur and Locatelli. It has to happen. This nonsense of splitting them up has to stop. That's my two cents. Now let's go to you guys. Lucci, kick us off with your summary. Yeah, yeah. Three points is three points. We'll take it. But uh, my concern is that, you know, looking forward into the rest of the the month or rest of the schedule, you know, it's not going to be this easy against Milan. You know, they're going to threaten. They're going to, if you're only up one, nothing, they get one chance. It's most likely going in the back of the net. With that said, uh, like Keane and Morata, both disappointing in, in my eyes. And we need to get those guys firing. You know, you can't always expect Paolo to score every game you know, McKenney to score every game. You need your number nine to get in, to get involved. So uh, we need, we need some confidence in, in those guys. We need to boost some morale, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Tony summary on this one. Yeah. To summarize, geez, three points. I'll take it. We don't get these <laughs> opportunities all the time. So when we, when we win, I, I, I'm always going to say it. McKinney is our star player. I mean, we got to get him up and with the ball and like you said, if Locatelli starts, you could just see the game. I mean, the game mm-hmm. is gorgeous how we play it. He's, it's the ball is him. He's our new Pirlo. We get him the ball. He spreads it left and right. Everybody's looking for him. Everybody's looking for Dybala, man. Yesterday I saw it. Everybody was looking for Dybala and Loka when he came in. 
And if we can get the wingers to put in the balls they're putting in right now, I mean, we're dangerous. We have a couple guys. Keen has to just be strong, man. Jump up there and win a header. I'm, I'm yeah. sick of seeing him go for them, and he misses. Even Kulu. Kulu's a big frame. Guy falls like it's it's nothing. It's like, wake yeah. up, man. You have your chance. And like I said it to Lucci in the beginning, Kulu starting now, so he has no excuse. If he don't step up, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm done with him. Like, I'm not giving him much more time. This We're- kid has to play. Yeah, we're gonna and we're gonna get really, really dissect uh, Kulishevsky here coming up in a bit. We want to throw out the player ratings um, for everybody, okay? Um, the match stats too. Um, we don't usually get carried away because it doesn't always tell the actual story of the game. And I think that Inter Supercopa is the most recent one I could think of that kind of tells you that because if you looked at just that, you would call it a total domination, seventy-three percent possession, all this. But the stats don't really tell you the story because that game. That game was for the taking. We just didn't have what it takes to muster up uh, enough attack, right? A little too toothless. But stats in this one finished with uh, 67% uh, possession for Juventus. Okay, uh, 33 for Udinese. 14 total attempts by Juve, four on target. Okay, um, Tony touched on it earlier. Hit the net. Start hitting the net. Start testing these keeps and uh, get guys uh, on there for rebounds. Um, corners. Seven to six, way too even there for a team that got 33% possession. You know, it kind of tells you a story about, man, just easing off them, right? Allowing them too much. And for a game that's 1-0, I don't know, corners, us on set pieces and defending, don't take that chance. Don't take that chance. But, yeah, it's kind of where we finish up. We're going to give you our player ratings. This comes out from the team. goes on our articles that are on allyuvacast.com. There's a ton of great articles on there, too. So uh, make sure you check that out. Tech, 6.5. Not much action. Um, had to make a big save at the end uh, to maintain the clean sheet. Quadrado, 5.5. Not involved in the attacking phase as he normally is. An okay performance. Delict, 6.5. Solid performance from the big man. A lot of key clearances and uh, leading the team from the back. Rugani, 6. Dead even. They all start at 6, right? So just dead even. Some questionable uh, tactics. Uh, throughout the game, but uh, credit for the clean sheet. Pellegrini, 5.5. Not uh, really a great day for him, uh, but not a bad day. Slight drop in the rating because he lost possession quite a number of times and was just forcing passes to nobody. This is another thing. It can be seen as a little unfair to Pellegrini uh, when we're criticizing him on that because a lot of the time what I saw in this one, we talked about just playing the game with such a slow pace. We highlighted it on our watch along. There was no off the ball movement, not nearly enough from Juventus to cause as many problems as we should have against Udinese. A lot of the time, our guys on the outside were getting the ball. There's nowhere to go with it and guys are walking. And if we were recycling the ball to the back, everybody had to wait for players to get into position out wide. We were almost collapsing one side. And then when we swung it out, we had to wait forever for guys to get there. So if Pellegrini ended up getting the ball, he had nothing to do but come inside. The odd time, he'd take the chance and pop it over the top. Again, that organization, that setup has to be drilled in by your manager. Like you can't, you just mm-hmm. can't leave that to free wheel by players. So we need more offensively in design is my, my knock. Did you guys notice that with uh, the off the ball movement just being stale? 
uh, to be honest, the only one I saw really making moves and runs was was McKenney. Like Keane was fairly invisible, like I mentioned. Kulu as well. Uh, don't know what to say about him. But I think it sums up perfectly. We spoke about this yesterday on the, the watch-along when Dybala went to go yell at Quadrado to tell him where to pass the ball. Like that should already be known where he needs to go and where it, where it needs to go. Yeah. So there's some definitely some frustrating moments in there. Yeah. So carry on our tour 6.5. Another good performance from him. It'd be nice to see him beside Locatelli for a match. Okay. Uh, but he showed today why we can't afford to ship him out in January. And we will get to that too. Benton is six. Dead even. Lots of good running. Lots of foul. No yellows. Good performance. Uh, really good first half, I think. Second half, a bit of the drop. But to be even at six, I think is fair for Benton Coor in this one. McKenney, seven. Hard to argue uh, that he hasn't been our best player in uh, this short 2022 uh, sector of it, okay? Um, but, uh, yeah, goal puts him right near the top for man of the match this week. Keane, 5.5. Assist on Dybala's goal. Brings him up half a point, but uh, it's hard to find positives in Keane's game as of late. Um, so that's his rating. Kuliszewski, we simply put, we were taught if you have nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all. We'll leave it at that with Kuliszewski, five. Dybala, seven. Our captain was our leader today. Man of the match went to Dybala. So let's get to our uh, Striped Hearts Apparel sponsored Man of the match. Okay. So, uh, yes, everybody check out the sponsor, show some love. Proceeds go to charities and it helps support the pod. Okay. Stripedheartsapparel.com. My man of the match, Paulo. Uh, easily, hands, uh, hands down. Great performance from McKenney as well, carrying on. Shocking. You know, we've been praising him for how much he has in the tank. After 120 minutes against Supercoy, he looked unfazed. This guy's an animal. Um, he's starting to really come into his own. We saw some McKenney in the first half of last season under Pirlo, what he can do, but it's taken on uh, now it's taken through with Max as well. And he's becoming very, very important to this team. Happy to see it. But I think for me, Dybala gets this one, Tony, you're man of the match. I'm going to give it to uh, Dybala as well. The way he just, his finishing has been on point. He's been taking, like you said, that leadership role. He's taking our shots. I mean, Dybala, without Dybala, we don't have many shots on goal or even yeah. on, at the goal. So I'm going to give it to Dybala and, and McKinney up there as well, but a uh, good game for him. And I'm happy to see he's, he's waking up. There you go. And now Mr. Lucci, are you going to make it unanimous for Paulo? Or are you going to uh, shed? Yeah. It's, it's hard to argue. Otherwise he, you know, he was always yeah. open for the ball. He was always, you know, switching the play. Like we saw to uh, Lord Di Chilio. Um you know, <laughs> great play there. Great goal. He was, he was always involved and that's what you want to see from him. <laughs> There you go. So Dybala, easily man of the match. Dybala. Oh, Dybala. What are we doing with Dybala? What are we doing with Dybala? So obviously we touched on it there. And uh, Alex P coming in with his uh, man of the match show to uh, Dishilia, who was tremendous when he came in. So he was actually, he was doing very, very well. Now, Paolo talked about it we showed the highlight uh showed the clip there of him uh looking for his friend um so now it all becomes uh, a big discussion as always everything's 
magnified um surrounding juventus naturally um when you give the circumstances surrounding paulo his uncertainty with his future and everything and uh this apparent uh, uh renewal that is done and uh by the way romeo gresti has again doubled down on everything that he said the entire way through that there is nothing new coming from Paolo's agent and that Juventus has not reached out, has not tried to lower the wages or lower the term in any way, shape or form. And that everything is in fact the same as it was in October. Paolo Dybala in his interview, a little bit of a jab there at Arriva Bene. Because Arriva Ben is the one that's been talking, uh, you know, when asked about Delict, asked about Dybala. He made things very clear, Arriva Ben, that it doesn't matter about the name. Mm-hmm. He makes things very, very clear. I don't necessarily have a problem with anything that Arriva Ben has said whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I like that mentality. I like that attitude. With Paolo, it's interesting, though, and we touched on it uh, before the Supercopa because he might have said something that maybe wasn't necessary. And that was when he said that he has to prove himself and that Paulo has to prove himself. And that was the one that was kind of interesting because I don't know, like it's, it's hard to argue that Paulo hasn't proven his importance to the team. Uh, when you watch the, uh, the plays and everything at the same time, when you say that and you have guys that, uh, have broken relationships with the club, like Ramsey and whatnot. And, uh, it's tough to do that and take, take a shot like that at your captain, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, that's a tough one. It's fine saying that the name on the shirt doesn't matter and everything like that. But when you single a guy out, you know, and kind of like say, Oh, he's got something to prove to me or whatnot. It's like, yeah, I I could kind of see Paul getting a little fired up. Now the discussion becomes, he's your captain. What is he doing? Looking at management like that off the pitch after a goal, you're doing your job. Your job is to do that and lead this team and score goals. Stop looking at them like that. That's one take. The other take is completely understanding why he would be frustrated because this has not been going on this season. It's been going on last season. It's been going on the season before that. They tried to ship him off and make a swap with Lukaku when he's done nothing but want to stay at Juventus. Mm -hmm. There's your two sides. Mm -hmm. Where do you guys stand? Um, Who wants to kick us off on this one and how you feel about the whole Dybala thing? Tony, you want to go? Yeah, I'll go. That's fine. Listen, man, we're all Dybala fans. Uh, I mean, I love Dybala. I, I don't want to see him in another jersey. The guy has proven that he's good when he's healthy. That's mm-hmm. always the issue that I have. When he's not healthy, we're paying a big wage, and he's not there. It gets me worried. I mean, he's our star. So we can't go after someone else once we sign him. I mean, that's it. That's Dybala, and we, we can't afford right. someone big. I want him on the team. I just don't know anymore, man. I get worried. Like I said, we're just we're in a crisis where we can't afford anybody. So if if Dybala goes, I'll be very upset. But I'm not going to sit here and say, "Oh my God, we lost the best player." It is what it is at this point. I mean, it's up to management, whatever they want to do, wherever they are financially. So yeah, um, it's fifty fifty for me, man. That's where I'm going to stand. Yeah, yeah. Tony, I think I think you said it pretty well. It's it's a tough situation, and the problem is, I find, is that this situation has been going on for too many years now. It's not like it's just been a couple months. It's not like it's been the beginning of the season. It's just dragging on, and it looks bad on both parts. Realistically, yeah. yeah. Um, yes, I do love Dybala when he, uh, get like you said when he's healthy, when he's there, when he actually 
He's performing. He's great. One of the best players in the league, no doubt. The problem is, can you really afford to tie up $50 million, you know, overall to one player if he's only going to, you know, if he's going to miss, you know, 10, 15, 20 games every year? Like, that's something you need to consider. And I understand the management point of view if they're actually, you know, considering of offering a, new, a, a different offer. But again, when he's there, he's, he's you know, he's almost irreplaceable, I, I think, for this team. Yeah. Now, again, we have some comments in terms of where he was staring and whatnot. And look, <laughs> take the words. Take the words, okay? Words are, I don't know where we stand. Because he said they wanted to, the club wanted to push it back to February and March. And then specifically saying, I don't have nothing to prove to anybody. Take the words, everybody. Those words are not meaningless. This is, there's, it's cooking. Like there's something cooking there. And uh, I still believe he wants to remain with Juventus. Um, I don't have any doubts on that, that he wants to remain at Juventus. Mm -hmm. I can't say I'm confident that the team hasn't pissed him off. And honestly, like, again, you talk about how long it's been going on. This is yet another sign. And now a new board that is also doing the same thing that the previous ones were doing. And it's a little bit new. Some of the same old guys. But don't walk around and say things, okay, and preach things. And this guy's the focal point of our project and all this and whatnot. And then you're not going to commit to him. If you're playing games with a guy, like, let, just – Flat out tell the guy, hey, you know what? I don't think we're going to extend you. Mm -hmm. And then just make up your damn mind. Either you're letting him walk or you're extending the contract. So what difference does it make if you're going to wait on this guy until the end of the season or do it now? Because the thing is, I don't think we're in a financial state to really let him walk. Right. So that's kind of my point is what difference yeah. does it make if you wait till then? And if you're worried about the injuries and whatnot still. Can you still afford to let this guy go? It's 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 a strange one. Um, I think we have other issues to kind of deal with. Mm -hmm. I understand that if you sign that contract, where he would end up financially probably handcuffs you yeah. from ever making a move for him in the future. But maybe maybe not necessarily. There could be workarounds. You know, even if you have to eat a bit of uh, some salary in the long run to let him go if you had to at one point, but the whole thing seems kind of strange. And I just, I can't say that uh, I'm a hundred percent confident that uh, these guys haven't upset him uh, in one way, shape or form. And yeah. would he uh, empty uh, the bag out there on an interview? Probably not on a post game interview, but uh, he definitely gave signs that there's some, there's more to it. There's more to the story uh, behind the scenes there. And again, we're going with the best journalists out there on what they're telling us, but they're getting their information from the their agents. So how much info is that agent going to hand out there too, right? So we got to remember uh, Paolo's brother is his agent, right? Um, I think you'd be seeing a hell of a lot more escalated scenario if he was um, – uh, represented by like a guy like Mino, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, hell of a lot different. So, I think there's something there brewing. But uh, again, gun to your head, sign or sell or walk. I guess in this case, because we wouldn't sell, sign him or let him walk. Lucci, I'm gonna go sign. Tony, sign him. 
And I think Hungover Anth makes a good uh, point here about the fourth side. If we want to, yeah, that's it. <clears throat> Need to delay the signing so we can make some potential moves in Maybe January. Op- some option, you know, loans, cheap loans, and then, you know, reshuffle some money in February. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I got a question. What do you guys think on this, right? Do you think they're delaying it to see where we end up in Champions League or where we end up in the in, in Europe overall, top four or not? Because maybe we don't have the money if we don't qualify for the next stage. That's what I keep thinking. I'm like, you know, we're going after all these big players, names, oh, yes, Kamaka, this and that. But I don't think we can afford any of them, to be honest with you, if we don't qualify. Yeah. I really don't. So – I was thinking about this uh, a little while ago and thinking, well, if we were going to wait for that, why would we be the ones waiting for that? You would think it would be Paulo kind of waiting for that, especially since he's going to be free. Um, But you're right because the team would be thinking about that because all of a sudden you're losing a bunch of resources too, right? And if you don't get in there and you just tied up a bunch uh, in this player yeah, it could potentially hurt your project, right? So it's it's interesting. It's very, very interesting. And the team could be fine in doing that. But I yeah. think there's – I think they're not being straight up with Paulo, and I don't think they have been for a while. But, I, I mean, if we think historically to what he's done, what he's produced, his numbers are always there. The only time his numbers faded were uh, the season where I consider a wash where you get COVID twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked to people personally that have experienced that and try to get back and, uh, they give massive credit to the athletes who get back in there because it's a significant, uh, difference in your lungs and takes a hell of a lot of time to get back uh, to where you were. I consider that a wash. Um, you bring in Ronaldo, you make him the focal point Dybala's numbers suffer. They did. Um, but again, it, I just think how he's been. Treated if we let's put it this way if we did the extension a couple years back, there'd be no discussion. Like everybody would have been like, Oh, yeah, this is fine, whatever. If you look at the roster historically while Paulo's time through Juventus, there have been guys earning more than him that should never have had those contracts. Now, I understand, you know, two wrongs don't make a right or whatnot, but if you're in that locker room. And you have produced, done your best, and been a big part of the team. But you get these guys that come in that don't give a shit about the black and white, could care less, are there to collect their paycheck, and then all of a sudden they get pouty, and all of a sudden they've got injuries, except for come international break. How's a guy supposed to feel? How's a guy supposed to feel? You know, so... It, this is an ugly, ugly situation. I think Lucci kind of hit it on the head. It, it's not looking good for uh, both parties right now. And uh, they just got to shit or get off the pot, basically. Mm-hmm. You know? um, it's getting to the point where it's just frustrating to continually like hear about and talk about whatnot. But let's carry on. Artur. Artur. Move Ooh. him in January. Keep him around. That's the first one. Right. Shoot from the hip. Tony. Ah, man, I want to keep him. I really do. I like his, I like his movement, man. He's, he's something we don't have. It's, we need him. We really do. He needs to start. Simple as that. Put him next to Loka and McKinney. I, I think we got a trio. I think you two are going to go at it on this one. Lucci, move him. Or keep All right, him? let's go, Lucci. If you, if you can get a real Regista, he's, get rid of him. 
finish. He, he can't run. He can't defend. He can make a couple decent passes. I've never seen him switch the ball, which he, a regista should be able to do. Um, can't tackle. Is five foot two. I don't know. I just there's not there's not enough positives in his game for me to 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 show that he's worth what he's making and you know what we need him to do. Hmm. I don't know. I have to, it's like Lucci. I agree. He is a small guy. It, it's, but it's, it's not a, it's about the fact that when he gets the ball, his, he's so agile where he cuts so quick. And, and if he just plays next to Loka, where he could just look around, he just needs to find Locatelli. We just need him to get the ball. He moves around and finds our guy and then they make the pass. We don't but have that right now. So that, that's an issue for me because if you're playing him with Locatelli and you need Locatelli 10 feet away from him, you're, wait- yeah. you're still wasting you're right. Locatelli. You need yeah, Locatelli higher up. So, um, you know, r- there's rumors of real registas out there, you know, interest, whatever, of course, that's great. Obviously, we don't know if we can actually afford them. I do agree with Edgar on that 100%. I would um, love that. But... Yeah. So, listen, he stays <laughs> unless there's a, there's a better player coming in. So, fact. that's it. I'll agree with I've- that. I think the one thing that bothers me is the fact that uh, we know what he stands financially. We're not going to get that move. Like you're never going to end up getting a sell. So now what are we going to do? We're going to loan him out every single year trying to make this thing work. Nobody's going to come in with an obligation again. The fine, it's, it's too much. It's too much money. So I, I don't know. For me right now, the way the roster is, you, he still serves a purpose. And even if you go out and you bring in a, a defensive midfielder, okay, that can play that deep line to free up Locatelli, that guy's not going to play every single game. Right. He's not going to play every single game, so he's still going to need some coverage. And Arthur does just that. Even if he does just that, I'm fine with it. But, again, this is just a uh, – it sucks. He stands quite a bit of money, and uh, in the books, he's a lot of money, and that was just part of that Pjanic swap. We all expected a lot more out of him. But, again – this is not the position that Barca fans would tell you he needs to be playing in because when he was coming to us, they told him like, he's an eight, like he needs to play as an eight or whatnot. I never necessarily saw that in his game though, but we've never really seen enough of it at Juve to really gauge, right? He got slapped into this role because he's so strong at possession and all our other guys have not even been anywhere close to that, right? Until Locatelli steps in. And he could play anywhere across the midfield, right? The problem is right now we need Loka up forward. We need him pushing up out of the Mitsala role. So I keep him around right now. Um, also because I don't want to jump the gun on any moves because I think Juve is going to do uh, their damage in the summer. Mm-hmm. To be honest, and Tony brings up a great point about maybe just waiting to see where the chips fall uh, come into the season, right? So be interesting to see uh, what happens there. Kulushevsky. Move him. Keep him around. I think for me, real quick, with Kies out, it can't be now. But I think uh, come summer, I'd feel uh, pretty confident uh, moving the kid on. Um, Lucci, move yeah. him. Keep him. Yeah, hard to argue that. You just, right now, you can't afford to, to let him go because you got no one else. Yeah. Tony. I hate him now, man. I used to try and stick up for him. I can't stand the way he plays, man. I know, Such Tony, a big I know. body just cries, man. Just move. I don't know. We'll keep him for now. Hopefully he makes something happen so his value goes up. But 
What are you going to do? You have no choice. People that uh, are defending him right now, um, I'm getting a lot of messages saying, look at uh, Vinicius Jr. with uh, Madrid and they had to wait three years. Are we uh, jumping the gun and everybody's saying we would be doing the same thing with Kulishevsky? Yeah, but Kulu has no speed whatsoever compared to what Vinicius has. At least he was fast. Yeah. Yeah, this guy is... My argument is to that is Vinicius has a known position. Right. Kulishevsky, I can't for the life of me figure out where the heck he should play. He's too slow to be a winger. Yeah, he's not good enough, uh, you know, in back to goal situations to kind of play in the hole. Technically, he's not good enough to be there. Metzala would be the best place I could think of playing. I agree. You know, and uh, even there, he would struggle defensively. But I think that's probably the spot he was going to play. If we aren't going to play him there, and Max isn't going to play him out of there. I'm fine moving up, moving yep. along with him. He costs us $40 million. He has capital. There would be a lot of teams invested. And I've always said, if they move him and they sell him, they make that money, I don't care if he goes and lights it up. And I was just going to say that. I, I don't care because we never saw it and we can't get it from here. Right. So if it doesn't affect or benefit us, I don't care. It means nothing to me. you know. And you'll see that. You'll see that. We've seen that historically with a lot of players, a lot of teams. Totally. The uh, the uh, environment sometimes mm-hmm. can change. The systems can change, guys, and whatnot. And for the most part, everybody that still talks about the statistics of Kulishevsky, the big goals, the Kupital, it for me, it just masks subpar performances. Those are just goals on top of very mediocre showings. I can think of two times where I was actually like, he had a strong game. Like two, that's it. And I don't know, there's just not enough there telling me we can't sell them or shouldn't sell them. There's not enough there. Now, everybody, I'm going to remind everybody that's joined us on the live. Hey, take a quick second, like the video. If uh, somebody's out there tuning into this on audio, okay, all our audio listeners, get over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel, okay? This is where all the action is. Everybody in live, like the video, okay? If you're new to the channel, subscribe to it. It's your one-stop shop for everything Juventus. Now, get your questions in for the Storm the Barn session, okay? Start getting those questions in. Um, I'm going to highlight some of the ones that are coming in now um, and just keep them coming, okay? And we're going to, I'm going to try and mark them. The chat usually gets covered in a lot of filth from guys like Luca uh, dropping, uh, you know, strange little comments in there, but let's see what we can (laughs) do here. Um, Guys, DeShilio and Rugani. Um, We've seen. Quite a bit of them this season. Um, we knew what was, uh, you know, coming from uh, this season on and where we stood and fourth center back being Rugani, Chiellini's health, you know, is always in question uh, given his age. But damn, Chiellini still gets me when he plays, man. He's still just a beauty. That's Supercopa. Come on, man. Come on. But these guys have done well. Dechilio and Rugani. Rugani is under contract with Juventus still until 2023. There's also some places stating it's 2024, but I believe it's 2023. Dechilio, however, Dechilio, however, his contract would be up. Now, is there any way if Dechilio maintains playing like this, you consider extending? Now, Tony, why don't you kick us off on this one? I would re-sign him low-wage. I mean, he's he's a great backup. He comes in, plays good defense, 
He, 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 I love how he takes on his one-on-ones, man. I really do. That's one thing I always say. I love Pellegrini takes on his one-on-ones. And then even Rugani, we re-sign him at a lower wage. Good backup. I don't care. I mean, he does the job. You don't need him to do, you know, what the lit does. He does his job. It's good enough. So I'm cool with both of them. There you go. Um, Lucci. If you asked me at the beginning of the season, I would have said absolutely not. Me too. But you know what? I think we we need to move Sandro, preferably, so, mm-hmm. some way, somehow. And I would consider maybe a, a short, like a, a like the Juan contract, a year plus an option for for Di Chilio. I, I think that would probably be a best option so we don't have to go out and, and spend too much money to, to fix up the back end. Yeah. And I think, uh, again... Given uh, what we want to do and the moves, uh, you maybe do want to keep some of these light wages around, mm-hmm. right? Especially if they're playing at a level where it is serviceable. To DeShilio, it's actually more than serviceable. I'm, I've been shocked yeah. with uh, DeShilio this season. So credit to Max on that. He's doing a good job there. Um, he seems to be the only one that can get that out of DeShilio, and uh, we can take it. And if guys aren't an issue come the end of the season and they keep giving us these performances and then we're uh, we're fine and uh let's not make problems that aren't actually there right like, like let's not add to the list of what this team needs to do as far as mm-hmm. additions go right um lac love the content shout out to his friend uh Sukhmarik, uh who proposed to his girlfriend this morning massive congratulations nice. uh any words of advice well i don't know uh in <laughs> Avoid the third ring. Avoid the third <laughs> ring. Okay? Oh, Get the man. engagement ring, the wedding ring. Avoid the suffering. Okay, no, I'm kidding. Happily, <laughs> happily married. Uh, all the best, okay? All the best. Um, let's get to some questions on storming the barn, okay? Uh, we got some questions coming in here. Let's kick it off with uh, Eggers here. Do you guys see Pogba at Juve in June? I don't, but I would love to. Are we no straight across the board? Can't no. see it. Can't see it. Yeah. Sorry, Edgar. I mean, I'd love to. Don't get me wrong. Would love to, but can't see it happening. Can Keane play on the wing? I think uh, it should be attempted. Yeah. Should be attempted, in my personal opinion. I think so. He did it at PSG, I think. You know, I think pretty well. well, So, yeah, we've been talking about that a lot, highlighting Keane, and just uh, I don't think he's the guy yet, anyways, that can lead that line. But Mm -hmm. I think you know, in a two man pairing up top or even off the wing, I think he can give you some, uh, some uh, numbers and some contributions. He needs to run at players, right? Um, right. He, he can't, uh, he can't play, you know, post up and back to goal. Yeah. Like that's just not, not his thing. So uh, yeah, unless he improves drastically like that, can't see it. Can't see it. Um, but, uh, let's see here. When are we doing a Spanish show from our boy, Francisco? Well, tell you what, man, you start those lessons. Uh, we'll take them and then we'll see what the time frame is or Francisco. Hey, you're part of the team, man. Run it, run a Spanish one. Who cares? Let's do it. Let's do it. KM. Are we having a meeting with Sassuolo for Scamaca to try and get a pre agreement? They are super hot on Skamaka. Yeah. Uve, everybody's been like tipping this one off. Uh, Shira, Romeo, Mirko, Albanese. Like, um, it's at the point I can't see us not getting Skamaka at this point. 
Now, do you guys think, uh, let's throw percentages on uh, how confident we think uh, Skamaka. I'm going to go out there and say, like, I'm at 85% right now, like, Skamaka's coming. You're feeling optimistic this morning, yeah. Lucci, you don't think Skamaka's coming? I, I, I'm good with him coming. I just don't think it's that high of a percentage. I don't know. I think he's coming, man. I think they're not going to be able to swing the Vlaovic one, man. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Okay. I'll go. Uh, I'll go seventy percent. Seventy. Tony. Yeah. See, I'm still. I'm still at that low end. I'm sixty forty. I'm just. It's. It all depends on what we do, man. That's the way I'm going to say. I'm going to stick with that because if we don't qualify, we don't have money, and then we're going to do another five year loan obligation to buy if that works out i'm cool with that too i mean yeah and i hear you but i think the 40 that i think that's the big kicker is the fact that he's half the price of the other guy that's you're right really in the running right and he's Any strong the other yeah. offensive target here's my thing though this drives me nuts the second Kiesa went out we should have just jumped full assault on alvarez yeah. in my personal opinion yes at yeah. that 25 30 whatever because i think he's much he's he's different than Skamaka in a sense that Alvarez is much more versatile. Yeah, He's not so just your true prototypical nine, which Skamaka is, but he's versatile. And I think mm-hmm. in our team, that helps us more because of the fact we're still trying to find an identity and whatnot. I would have went full assault on Alvarez the second Chiesa went out, um, but that's just me. What do we got here? I think... Uh, Anthony's got a uh, storm the barn question in here. How much rotation do you implement into the lineup for Copa Italia this week? So oh, yeah. we were going to cover uh, Copa after storm in the barn, but uh, great question, uh, Anthony. And let's, uh, let's get to our thoughts on this. Um, I think there's going to be a healthy rotation. Um, Kyle George needs to start in my opinion. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Let him fly um, in terms of the midfield. Midfield, uh, again, I think take your pick. Uh, McKenny obviously not in uh, for Copa Italia uh, against Samp. Two, like a 90 and a 120. Yeah. Take the, uh, take the day, right? Um, rest him up. Let's go. Uh, any Really, Locatelli came in uh, late in uh, yesterday's. He could play. We got a big game the next week in yeah, Milan. That's a big it. one. Yeah, that's a big one, right? So, I think any of your key guys that get in there, I'm happy with rotation. I think we'll see a good amount of it. I'm still, I've got eyes out for Danilo and his health. Mm, and his I agree. Because if Danilo can slip some minutes in, I'd like to get him a few in this Copa Italia match just yeah. to kind of get him some minutes because you never know what happens with Milan, tough games. He could help swing things too. Because mm-hmm. it gives you that option of sliding Quadrado up forward or whatever. It just gives you coverage on left or right side, right? If he's fit, let's get him some minutes in this one, I think. You guys agree? Yeah, absolutely. Agree. Yeah. I think and, uh, uh, maybe get him 20, 20 half an hour yeah. if he's, if he's yeah. capable. Yeah, absolutely. 20 to a half hour I think is good. But uh, I expect a big rotation for this Copa Italia match. Yeah. Um, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking you see Artur, Rabiot, and, and probably Bentancur in the middle. Maybe Cow. Uh, Kulizevsky probably and someone else up top maybe yeah. Marata and I think yeah. so too for Kulu like against Samp it's Copitalia I think yeah. uh, we got to get him going we got to get him firing yes, sir. guys aren't going to get firing sitting on the bench the thing with uh, Morata 
not playing whatnot, do we get him in there just to keep him a little bit, uh, you know, keep him on edge a bit going, heading into Milan, like maybe yes. second half sub, right? Just to get yep, Morata sure. some, uh, some runs in, right? Hopefully scores that well. way. Yeah. But, uh, Let's uh, let's get to some more uh, storm the barn questions. So yeah, we expect uh, a solid solid rotation for that Copa Italia match. Oh, Ken Sule, where are we at here? Can Sule get a chance versus Sampdoria? I wouldn't mind it, and I don't. Mm-hmm. See I would why love not. it. Yeah, Sule. I would love it. I mean, a lot of us said when Case went down, Sule should be on the bench and should be an option um, to step in there for some minutes. Copa Italia is exactly the match. You know, maybe not the start, yeah, but uh, definitely, definitely should be getting some second half minutes um, in the Copa Italia. So Tony agrees, Lucci. Yeah, and I think if if Kulu's not doing anything anyways, <laughs> why not? Why not give him a shot? Give him a chance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to keep it going with some more uh, Storm the Barn questions. Guys, keep them coming. Uh, we'll try to get to as many as we can here. We've got, what is everyone's ideal back for? Now, this is interesting because uh, I've heard a lot of changes. Uh, let's consider everybody healthy here. And um, ideal back for. Ooh, I, I think it depends on uh, the rest of the lineup. And that's a nice thing if everybody's fit because, mm-hmm. you know, Pellegrini I would have as the main left back in except for certain scenarios where you would need Danilo there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I personally, I don't put Danilo automatically on right back. I, I keep Juan there. And the reason is, is because I have not been impressed since I've seen Juan start to go back forward. I think he's accustomed now to having more time from playing right back for a few years now consecutively that it's throwing him off, getting thrown up there and having his time cut drastically on the ball. So I haven't been impressed with him up that high. I like him playing out of that right slot. So for me, Danilo, I use him to support Pellegrini on the left side. So, and it depends on who you play and who you need. Right. Um, And even the midfield changes, whether I go Pellegrini or Danilo. So, Center backs, <clears throat> it is so hard to deny Chiellini if he's fit, man. Yeah, <laughs> Especially in big matches, it kills you. Like, Delict's a lock for me. Delict's a lock. He's a beast. Benucci, his, his ball playing can come in big at times, but uh, it's hard for me not to just say Chiellini, Delict, like, in go-to big <clears throat> matches. I'm fine with those two, but there's a nice offset with either Chiellini or Delic next to Benucci. Mm-hmm. Right. There's just a nice offset there. Um, there is some awkwardness sometimes between Benucci and Delic because both of them like to be the guys that sometimes clean up. Yeah. And with Chiellini, you don't get that. Nope. Chiellini is hard-nosed like he's, he's going out <laughs> You know you just have to fill in the gaps behind him, right? <clears throat> Tough one. Gun to my head. Quadrado. Panucci, Delict, and uh, Pellegrini. Probably my my four that I would go with. Uh, Tony. I'm going to – I'm honestly going to go with what you – I like Chiellini over Bonucci, man. Uh, I just think he brings a different game, and I like I like his runs. He makes those runs forward. 
I like Chiellini there. I, I'm going to be honest with you, <clears throat> Pellegrini is offensive, right? So mm-hmm. against a team that lacks speed, uh, that we lack speed, I would bring Pellegrini. But if not, Dishi is my guy, man. The way he's playing, I would start him right now. He looks good. And then, obviously, Delit and then Cuadrado. I'm not a fan. Danilo's too slow back there, man. I'm not a fan of it right now. I like the speed that we have on the wings with Cuadrado, Pellegrini, yeah. DiPio. I really do. There you go. There you go. Lucci? A fair show. We might have all three different. I, I like think, that. I think I'm, I'm going to throw this this suggestion out there, guys. Ooh. I'm going to go Danilo, DeLitt, Chiellini, Pellegrini. But I'm playing Cuadrado ahead of Danilo. And I would strongly, strongly consider playing Bonucci as your regista. I wouldn't mind that. You need someone to play the ball. Yeah. It gives you freedom to get Locatelli up there. It gives you McKenny to get up there. A little bit of defensive coverage. Yeah. I don't know, man. And then what? Do we drop to a three back in a way? Well, like if you think when you're it? defending, it could honestly could drop to a back three. But when you're pressing, it's, you know, it's like a 4 3 3 pretty much. But see, Bonucci's, his, his abilities his is in his too, passing, man. not his defending. You know, we as we've seen one on one, I don't know. I would Just give it a try. Game. I would. Yeah. What do we have to lose, Al? Right? I mean, yeah. We we don't yeah. have one. What I, do we I have to lose? You. I hear you. It's cool though that everybody's thinking a different way. I like that. I like that. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Um, let's get to another store in the barn on Moro. Skamaka and Fratesi or Vlaovic. Jeez. So. <laughs> Gun to your head, storm the barn, Lucci. Option A. Option yeah. A, Tony. Yeah, I'm with it. Two players over one any day. Yeah, cost you about the same. <clears throat> <laughs> if we had, if we had Vlaovic and we could have Vlaovic, I'd probably take Vlaovic. Wow. I think Skamak is coming hundred uh, percent because of the financials and everything. Uh, but if if we could. And he was willing, and he had it done. I, I'd, I'd take him. I'd take him. That's awesome, though. Love it. Love it. Let's see what else we got here. What do you guys think of Benucci saying Ronaldo was a harm to Juve? I think honestly, Benucci, Chiellini, and Buffon. Uh, to answer this quickly, I think said everything that we already knew and yeah. felt as Juventini. Um, right. Tony Luch. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. He didn't so say anything. I don't think. Uh, I don't think there's a lot to make out of it. I think, uh, you know, we all had that feeling and kind of knew right. that. Francisco came in with the same questions. Kamaka Fratesi, all we need uh, this next Mercado. Yeah, I mean, definitely nothing wrong by any means. Um, wild one from Edgar. Should we renew Dybala and use him in getting João Felix from Atletico Madrid? So hypothetically, would you use Dybala if that option was there to bring in João Felix? Tony. <laughs> Man, I he's looking for answers outside the like window there, man. He's I'm like, someone listening. out there, help me. <laughs> is he is Joe the guy though? I can't tell anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's like he's declined a lot. Um, but his age difference makes a big difference as well. I mean, he's about what five, six years younger, and I don't know, man. I wouldn't. I would do it honestly if that was the option. I would. Ooh, I would really okay. take the chance. See a okay. Dybala. I don't care. Rude. Ah, that's tough. I'm going to say no. He's got (laughs) talent. I just, I don't know if I've seen enough of him to to be like, he's going to be our star. You know, he's going to be the focal point. 
And I see I'm getting crucified in the comments here. Don't worry, Luca. The thing that gets me is that how can you gauge him with how Atletico plays? Right. It's like yeah. it's not an environment that was built for that player, in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't help but feel if Zhao goes to the right system, like he would he would be lights out. Um having said that, would I use Dybala to bring him in? No, because we still don't know. Maybe Atletico is fine for him and it's just him. So uh, I'd probably just stick with uh, what we know and what we got. Um, <laughs> because when he's fit, Dybala, and when he's in the mood, unplayable. Mm-hmm. Unplayable. So I think we stick with what we got there. Um, let's see here. Oh, I think we had one from Anthony here. Guaranteed win versus Milan next weekend. Um, who's throwing out the guarantees here? Oh, Tony, man. are we winning that game? That's that's tough, man. It's, it's a team that we know we need to win. I mean, mm-hmm. it's simple as that. We have to go in there and win. Milan, it's just their midfield. It's like one game they're really good, and the next game they're really not. I, I really do think we have a chance, man. The way we're playing, I think we could sneak one in there. They, they don't know about McKinney, man. They have no idea. I think we get this win. I really do. There you go. Tony's a hype guy, so he's, Dude, he's always going to be We're going for the win. Look. We need to win. It's simple as that. I'm not sitting here saying, oh, you know, we're going to lose. I'm not dealing with that no more. Positive only, bro. We, we've been playing good. Let's get a dub. I like it. I like it. Um, Lucci, we getting that win? I'm not, I'm not guaranteeing nothing, but I like – the, their their back end's a little depleted. Their midfield's a yes, little sir. depleted since the Morial Afcon. So I'm I'm optimistic. I guess you could say, yeah. Oh, and Alex throwing out the guarantee. That means we're, that means we're screwed. <laughs> death clutch. <laughs> You're killing me, death clutch. What's going on? Damn, on no here? chance. Oh Jeez. man. Oh man. Hey, coming in here off Twitch. Milan is nothing but green to. We could win it. We could win against everybody. Um, this team can yes. beat anybody. We just, it depends what UV shows up and which UV we get. Story of our lives for three seasons <laughs> right now. Okay. Uh, single for Juventus. Gun to your head, Luch. Yeah, he's he's a left sided left back. No? <clears throat> left or right? Yeah. Left, I think. I think so. I'd, I'd give it a shot. I can't be worse than Sandro at this point. Right. And when you put it that way, I think that question is <laughs> answered for everybody. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there you go. We'll give uh, people a couple uh, chance here to get one more here. Um, oh, this is an actually interesting one and shocking to hear the news break out yesterday. I don't believe it for a second, but Atalanta – and goal center. I saw that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what it what was it? Three point five or something? Why didn't we make a move? Do we pounce? Would you pounce if you're a Juve? Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Any There's fear no of the systems and him being a wing back as opposed? Can he do it in a back four? I think he fits our system perfect. He <laughs> loves to get forward. He can score goals. I mean. This guy could play both sides too. He could play in the midfield. I, I mean, I would take him for three and a half mil. I mean, damn, yeah. that's nothing. Yeah, uh, it's interesting, Lucci. I think I think if you just if Max wants to keep this somewhat, you know, three and a half back, you know, hybrid defense, he'd, yeah. he'd fit right in as long you know you keep Danilo on the other side to to hang back. I think it could work. 
Good point, too. He plays left back for uh, Germany. Yeah, <laughs> good four, point. So there you go. Now, last one, I guess. Uh, Kalulu over single. Nah. Lucci. It's Tony. No, there's a couple of them, nah. it looks like. I don't really like Kalulu. Tony didn't even have to go to the window for this one. This is just straight up. No, nah, the window. <laughs> <laughs> no searching for answers on that one. Is No, flat out no. Lucci kind of seems on the fence. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, no, no. But to each their own. Guys, had a ton of fun covering this one. The Storm the Barn section is always great. Um, now, I want to finish up real quick here on how you guys feel about this Juventus this season, how you think the season's going to play out and where you think we're going to realistically finish and whatnot. Um, this came up in our group chat, our uh, all UVcast group chat yesterday, because there's a couple of us. Uh, well, I guess there's only two of us, me and Rap, that are just those diehards that were like almost fools because we have such a strong sense of belief. Anthony can be in that mix too. Um, because everybody else stinks when you talk to Anthony. Okay. But this team, <clears throat> if you show me an eight-point gap to the top, even with a couple games in hand and whatnot, I still refuse, refuse to just die and just think that's going to be it. So much right. can change. We still have 16 games to play, okay? So there's so much still left there for the taking. What do you think about this UV squad? Where do you think we are going to finish when the dust settles? Tony. I think we have it in us to, to grab a top four. And I'm not going to sit here and say we can't win and get top two, but it's hard, man. It really is with the way we play. Like Lucci said, it's like one game we're really strong. And the next game we can't score a goal. I have confidence that we can finish top four. Um, like you said, first place is not that far away. We need a lot to happen. We really do. But, hey, if we get first place, I'll be satisfied. I just want a top four for the for the Vikings. And uh, I think we have a good team, man. I think we're underrated. I really do. I think that's why we we are the way we are. We're underrated. We're underdogs. And I think we can go far in Champions League. I, I don't care what anybody says. I like our team right now. There you go. And you're the hype guy. You got it. I need you there. Lucci. Yeah, I'm on the opposite fence. Sorry, Tony. Um, we, we can't score goals, unfortunately, unless Dybala's, you know, scoring some beauties. Marata, Keane are way too, un, you know, unreliable. Uh, with that said, I think, you know, we should be happy with top four. That's that's where I see us, you know. Yeah. You know, that should be our, our goal. You know, I, I, I don't see Inter dropping too many points um, yeah. the rest of the season, unfortunately. <clears throat> hey, first place. This is too much to dream. Hey. Dreaming is free, my friend. Dreaming is free, okay? <laughs> Keep the dreams alive. Anything can happen. That's right. But uh, realistically, um, Alex P coming in here saying top two might be a stretch, but I'm certain we get top three. I, if we, I can't help but agree wholeheartedly in the words of Bernardeschi after the Supercopa saying if we played with that drive, you know, and that effort, we'd be in a different spot right now as it sits yep. mm -hmm. in Serie A. Yeah. We've got it now, and this is now, again, a few matches in a row where at least that work rate, at least that green, at least that fight is there. <clears throat> what scares me is that it's only a piece of the puzzle. Dybala's words were also interesting after the match yesterday. And I don't know if you guys caught this 
uh, little tidbit there. But when he said, look, we don't play good football and we need to outwork teams and we need to work hard and grind. A little piece of me died because there's our most talented player realizing that Max is probably changing him too and just saying, hey, guys, like this is it for us. I kind of I'm bothered by that because you can't just accept that Mm -hmm. you can change how you guys play like and it's a coach's job to do that but it feels like now maybe the message is to the players and i could totally see it from max because we're seeing it on the pitch where it's just like hey if you guys want to win you're just gonna have to grind and grind and grind and grind and we're gonna keep going out there with no offensive uh strategies and ideas and whatnot we're just gonna bank on hard work Mm-hmm. those words kind of bothered me, but uh, they, they give me this uh, bad feeling about the optimism that I carry naturally towards Juventus and saying that, Hey, I actually think Juve will finish top two, but hearing things like that makes me worried. I say we're in top four comfortably. We will get top four. <clears throat> My heart says we'll finish second and maybe mm-hmm. closer than most think to top spot. But what do you guys think when you hear Dybala saying those words? Uh, yeah, I saw that yesterday. And it, <clears throat> honestly, I, I think it's, it kind of bothers me a little bit, to be honest, especially when, you know, when you know Max, how he does his, his post-match conference, uh, press conferences, he's always trying to, you know, be positive and boost his players, even though they didn't play well. I think Dybala kind of just threw everyone under the bus a little bit. Yeah. Like I know yeah. we all see yeah. it. We all see how they play and it's not, appealing to pretty much anyone but i think you got to go out there and be like you know this is juventus we fight we play you know we do our like things like things to boost the confidence of the team rather than just be rather blunt about it especially as a captain i mean you're the captain of the team you don't want people to feel bad about themselves we know we're not playing at our best (laughs) but you got to motivate the team i mean that and that's why i love delit his conference was Straight to the point, just the way he and, talks about us. It's, it's and I think I like that's that. why I think that's why, um, you know, I think it's being drilled home by Max, to be honest, because I'd be surprised like these guys finally like Dybala's never really been one to kind of talk like that, right? So it's mm-hmm. kind of weird. It's just it, the whole right. thing's being great, but nonetheless, uh, it's great to see you here and where you guys think we're going to finish here, real quick. Villarreal Champions League. Are we going through? This is my storm the barn question to you guys. Tony, no nonsense. Hell yes. yes. Hell yes. We're going to show yeah. up. The, we're going to we're not going to smack them. I'm not going to sit here and say we're going to kill them. We're going to we're going to outplay them. Max is going to outplay Emery. I'm telling you, I just have a good feeling and we're we're closing in on on just where we're supposed to be before that game and I'm confident, man. I'm confident. Yeah. I think we win this. There you go, Lucci. Yeah, I think we can pull it off over the two legs. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Villarreal's uh, playing well. Uh, yeah, they are. goals and whatnot, but, uh, you know, everybody throws that league at them for shade and whatnot. It is what it is. I really personally don't care. Um, Juve's going in uh, with a good mindset right now. We're working hard and grinding, and that's what you got to do uh, to those teams. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we get her done. Guys, it's been a blast. Everybody, reminder, yeah. like the video. Okay, subscribe to the channel. If you're tuning in on all your audio, well, let's get over to YouTube, okay? We're sick and tired of waiting for you, okay? Get over <laughs> here. It's where all the action is. Um, Tony, an absolute pleasure, okay? Yeah, man, Having thank you. you. On. 
Um, we're going to definitely do it again. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, Lucci, it's decent seeing you. Okay. <laughs> no, as always a pleasure. Everybody in the live, you guys are amazing. Great storm, the barn session uh, today. And uh, we'll be back. You know where to find us. Uh, match day live uh, for the Copa Italia against Sampdoria. Okay. 8.30 a.m. Eastern time. We'll be here. We'll be waiting for you. And we'll get you pumped up for that one. And we're going to leave you with our main man, okay, on the hype train, okay? <laughs> what did I tell you, boys? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Absolutely love it. Absolutely <laughs> love it. Okay. So, yeah. Guys, quick tip. You want to get on? Hype videos like that, man. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> We love it. We love it. Okay, everybody, have fun. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekends. We'll talk to you midweek for that Copa Italia where we uh, beat down Samp, okay? Uh, anything less will not be tolerated. Till next time, Fino Alafina, Forza Juventus. Ciao tutti.